0: Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in here on Monday, March 6th. The on-field work for the 2023 NFL Combine is in the books. Offensive linemen and running back took to the field on Sunday. We will be talking about the offensive line here on this show. We'll get to the running backs later on as well. But there's so many quality offensive linemen, Um, that I think could be potential targets for the Jaguars in the 2023 NFL draft next month that I kind of wanted to have a a whole show focused on the offensive line. And I think there's a ton of running backs that deserve to be talked about as well. So I didn't want to rush through either position. And uh, so I just went ahead and decided to do offensive line here. We'll do running back either later today or tomorrow. You can be on the lookout for that. But we'll go ahead and dive into these offensive linemen right here. First, I'd like to remind you, hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Really helps the channel. Couldn't be doing this without you. Really, really appreciate it. So, offensive linemen. You you obviously have offensive tackles. You have interior offensive linemen, guards, and centers. The Jaguars drafted a center in the third round last year, so I don't really expect them to go in that direction uh, to draft a center-specific center specific uh, type of prospect in this class. But when you look at guard, obviously they signed Brandon sheriff. They feel really good about him. He is up there in age. So long term, you might be looking at a replacement, but sheriff's still playing at a very high level. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. You look at the left guard spot. However, Ben Barch had a really strong start to the 2022 campaign. Unfortunately suffered a season ending injury. You've also got Tyler Shatley. Both of those players are on expiring contracts in 2023. So not only could that position, you know, potentially be upgraded for 2023, you also have a whole long-term, you know, after the 2023 season. So I think looking at guard makes a lot of sense for the Jaguars um, throughout this draft. And I also think when you talk about tackle, the Juwan Taylor situation is still up in the air. He is an impending free agent. Um, Free agency will begin next week. In fact, one week from today, uh, Monday, March 13th, the legal tampering period will open, which will, in essence, be the, the unofficial beginning of free agency. What's going on with Jawan Taylor? We're not sure, but the Jaguars do have Cam Robinson starting left tackle. He'll be under contract in 2023. He's under contract through 2024. You've also got Walker Little who's still on his rookie deal, has had to spot start at left tackle and right tackle for the Jaguars, has gotten some time. Um, I think he's looked like a quality player. And so what do the Jaguars do at tackle? Is Jawan Taylor back? Do they just roll with Walker Little and Cam Robinson? If that's the case, then you need a swing tackle. If they bring Jawan back, then you really don't need a tackle at all for 2023, but you could look long-term to try to Uh, lessen the cap hit at left tackle potentially currently paying cam robinson a pretty penny we'll see how it all plays out but i think there's a lot of offensive linemen that the jaguars could and should be interested in and a lot of guys that stood out to me whether it be their on field work whether it be their testing both we'll take a look at some of these guys we'll do it right now we'll start with anton harrison one of my guys in this 2023 draft cycle a guy who i think has been vastly underrated, criminally underrated throughout the cycle. I think a lot of folks have him as a second second round pick, maybe even third round pick I've seen. I think Anton Harrison should squarely be in the round one um, conversation. For me, he's oT1 right now and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend that the other big time tackles didn't have some really impressive performances as well. but when you talk about Broderick Jones you, out of Georgia, you talk about um, Paris Johnson out of Ohio state. You talk about Peter Skoronsky out of Northwestern. Do any of those guys have a chance realistically to make it t- t- to 24? I don't think they do. Does Anton Harrison? Yeah, absolutely. And he might even be available in the second round. Who knows? But I think he had himself a day. Anton Harrison, six foot four, 315 pounds. Now the initial arm measurement came in and I was in shambles. They said he had 31 and three quarters inch arms, I was like, that does not match up with the tape at all. But fortunately, that was a typo. That was incorrect. He has 34 and a quarter inch arms, which is really impressive for his size. Again, at six foot four, 315 pounds with 34 plus inch arms. Really, really checking boxes there for Anton Harrison. Then you go out and you run a 498, 40 yard dash, which was tied for a second among all offensive tackles, among all offensive linemen at the Combine. Uh, not a crazy vert at 28.5, but certainly nothing nothing uh, that's going to prevent you from bringing him in. And then you get to the field work. His pass sets looked really clean. Uh, a lot of what he did looked really clean. I thought towards the end he might have lost a little juice there. When you looked at the mirroring drill, which Phil Rauscher was actually running, um, it didn't look like... Actually, Phil Rauscher was running it with the first group. And Harrison was with the first group, I think, yeah. So I think Rousher was running that for him, the Jaguars' offensive line coach. But uh, it looked like changing direction at the end of those mirroring drills was a little bit difficult for Anton Harrison. I think I kind of chalked that up to just going through this whole workout and that being one of the last drills. uh, But looked really clean throughout. He received praise uh, from Jeff Stoutland, one of the best offensive line coaches in the business. He's one of the cleanest pass protection prospects. And I know people look at his his film and they say, well, Oklahoma runs a ton of RPO. Oklahoma does a ton of stuff where he doesn't even really have to get into a true pass set. That is true. Uh, but guess what? Jaguars do a lot of that fun stuff too. And when you do see him getting into his true pass sets and you saw saw the pass sets, you know, the three, kick, three kicks that Jeff Stoutland was looking for yesterday. When you do see him pass that, he looks good. Looks really good. Looks smooth. And again, you've got this length. You've got these um, these these athletic movements. Again, four nine eight forty second best of the day among offensive linemen. So I'm just still a big fan of Anton Harrison if he's available at 24 for the Jaguars and Jawan Taylor walks. Do they think about going in that direction? Maybe. I would kind of doubt it. I think they would probably try to attack a position in round one where they think that guy's going to be on the field immediately. And so uh, I'm not sure that they would go OT in round one with Walker Little and, and Juwan and Juwan and Cam in place. Uh, certainly if Jawan walks and you've got just Walker Little and Cam Robbins, and I do think it becomes more attractive, but still. Still, probably talking about a guy being a third tackle for you in year one. Now, if Anton Harrison's on the board when the Jaguars pick at 56, which he absolutely should not be, I think it would be a home run pick. But we'll see how it all plays out. I think Anton Harrison absolutely helped himself at the combine on Sunday. Next up, we've got Darnell Wright, offensive tackle out of Georgia, went to the Senior Bowl. Thought he had a pretty good Senior Bowl. It didn't blow me out of the water. Uh, but you look at him six foot five, three hundred thirty three pounds, thirty three and three quarter arms, all those things check boxes. I mean three thirty three that is huge uh, for an offensive tackle. And I think he's gonna primarily just be a right tackle at the next level. But at thirty or three hundred thirty three pounds, a 501 forty which just it's just awesome. I mean, that type of athleticism at that size is rare. And Darnell Wright had some really good tape at right tackle. Um, for the volunteers in 2022, a guy who I think is going to be squarely in the second round range. Again, if the Jaguars are looking to bolster that offensive tackle position, Darnell Wright has everything you're looking for. Athleticism, the size, really good tape. Um, I'm a big fan of him in the second round. DeWan Jones. Uh, who kind of stole the show during day one of the Senior Bowl? He also stole the show a little bit at the combine. Six foot eight, 374 pounds, almost 12 inch hands. Some of the biggest hands you're going to ever see. And 36 and 38 inch arms. Just massive, massive human. He moves well for his size. Again, he is 374 pounds. Um, re- moves really well for his size. Not going to be confused with like one of the best athletes in this class but he doesn't need to be one of the best athletes in this class at 374 pounds with 36 and 3 arms with those 12 inch hands almost and, and he's a guy that is just going to be difficult to get around uh is he going to play left tackle I'm not sure can he play right tackle for you definitely I think he could be a day one starter at the next level at right tackle um just with his enormous frame I think he's going to be really difficult to deal with Um, we've also got Osiris Torrance out of the university of Florida, who is a guard. Um, and when you talk about Osiris Torrance, you talk about upgrading your interior offensive line. If the Jaguars are going to get Osiris Torrance, it's going to be at 24 overall. Uh, they're not going to get him. I don't think at 56, That, that would be shocking, but, and he might not even be on the board at 24 to be quite frank. He's a really talented player. And uh, you didn't really see him impressed with any of the athletic testing. I don't even think he did all the athletic testing. But when he got out on the field and, and was doing the field work, you know, mirroring, pass setting, all that stuff, he just looks so smooth for a guy who's six foot five, 330 pounds, 34 inch arms, massive 11 and a quarter hands. Osiris Torrance. He dominated at, at Louisiana. He dominated at Florida and the SEC. He dominated at the senior bowl. And he had a really good field workout at the combine. This is a guy who has stacked everything together. He's playing really, really good ball. He's one of the more consistent players in this class. So if you talk about being able to get him at twenty four overall, what does that do for you? Well, I'll tell you what. He's gonna he's gonna help you clear some running lanes um in the middle of that offensive line, which I think the Jaguars, quite frankly, after after Ben Barch went out, I think their interior really struggled to create push in the running game. And you wouldn't need to worry about that anymore with Osiris Torrance. You'd be locked in with him uh, for the next five years potentially, you know, if you pick up that fifth year option. And you'd have him on a fairly cheap deal for a guard. You wouldn't have to worry about bringing Bart or, or or Tyler Shatley back after 2023. I think it would be a really exciting pick to get Osiris Torrance out of Florida in here at 24 overall. And I know folks uh, kind of feel a little snake bit about some of the Jaguars former picks out of the university of Florida. I'm aware of that. Uh, But this guy, you, you don't scout the helmet. He's unbelievable. And the Jags have had plenty of good Gators. Just look throughout their history. Fred Taylor, ever heard of him? Mike Peterson, ever heard of him? All right, uh, so not too worried about the the helmet there. Osiris Torrance would be a great pick at 24 overall. And it'd be a lot of fun. And it'd be a pick that would help get Travis Etienne going more. It'd be a pick that uh, further fortifies the, the group in front of Trevor Lawrence. I think anytime you can you can take your best offensive weapon, your most athletic offensive weapon in Travis Etienne and help him out and help your quarterback out. You love to see it, right? And that's what Osiris Torrance would do. Uh, Matthew Bergeron, who you know gets a little bit lost in the shuffle. I know a lot of folks like him. He's out of Syracuse, six foot 5, 318 pounds. This is an offensive tackle prospect, played left tackle. I think he can certainly play right tackle for you. 6'5", 318 pounds, 33 and three quarters arms did not do a bunch of the testing, but again, like Osiris Torrance, you get him in that, on that field, you do this field work and he looked as smooth as anyone as confident as anyone, as prepared for the next step as anyone. And he looked like that at Syracuse on tape. He looked really good at the senior bowl as well. Matthew Bergeron, if the Jaguars want to go get a tackle, again, whether that be a swing tackle, a guy you see as a future starter, whatever it may be, Matthew Bergeron certainly fits the bill. And I think uh, second round would be a decent value for him. That's where I have him rated. Uh, looking at you know if you want to if you want to present like extreme value if Matthew Bergeron fell to the third round I think he would represent extreme extreme value and I think I'm going to end up having him we'll see how it all stacks out but I, I like a lot of these offensive tackles we're talking about and I think a lot of them you know you know I think Anton Harrison is the only one who might be drafted before the 24th overall pick that we've talked about maybe Dewan Jones but uh, I think clearly. It's going to be Paris Johnson, Peter Skoronsky and and Roderick Jones who come off the board first for the offensive tackles. Some people view Skaronsky as an offensive guard. I personally think he's going to be better at guard than tackle with his lack of length. But um, all those guys performed well. And so I don't think that they have any chance of getting to 24. I think Anton Harrison does. We'll see how it plays out. I think Dewan Jones does. And another guy, final offensive tackle, I believe I'm talking about here. Yeah is Blake Freeland out of BYU 6 foot 8 which is unbelievable 302 which you know at 68 302 you're not the biggest guy in the world in terms of mass uh you're you're tall a little lanky for an offensive tackle but 33 and 7 8 inch arms proportionally not great length at 6 foot 8 but it'll get the job done because again 34 inch arms pretty much that's good length Unbelievable though. 49840, 37 inch vert, 10 broad. He was the best athlete from a testing standpoint at the tackle position in this class. And uh, where is he going to end up going? Probably somewhere on day two, if I had to guess. With his physical attributes, I mean, sure, I think Doug Peterson and Trent Balky could be interested in Blake Freeland. Getting into the rest of these guys, uh, we've got some more guards to finish up. And I do think, depending on how the rest of you know, this offseason goes prior to the draft, I do think guard is probably more likely than tackle. Earlier on, at least. I think it's more of a need. But we'll see how it all plays out with Jawan Taylor, etc. Um, Steve Avila. He didn't blow you away with any of his testing numbers, but he's six, two and a half, 332 pounds, 33 inch arms out of TCU guy who dominates on tape dominated at the senior bowl and looked really good in the field work. Again, really smooth for his size, 330 pounds has enough length for you to play guard. He can also play center for you. So you could be looking at Steve Avila, Esteban Avila as a three position interior lineman center, both guard spots. Think you'd feel really good about him. I think he would upgrade over Ben Barch, Tyler Shatley in year one. And again, you'd have him locked down long-term on at least, you know, I don't think you're going to take him in the first round, but if you take him in the second or third round, you'll have him for four years locked up on a cheap deal. I think he's ready to go right now. The next three guys are more prospective, but they, they they had some impressive, um, impressive attributes, impressive showings here at the Senior Bowl. John Gaines out of UCLA, 6'4", 358. He is not 358. I got that one wrong. We're going to have to pull up his size here. Apologize about that, but we've got it right here. John Gaines, again, guard out of UCLA. Six foot four, 303 pounds. That makes more sense. 33 and 5 eighths arms, 10 and 1 eighth hands. So you've got length on the interior, you've got size, you've got big, powerful hands. And you've got a guy who ran a 501 40 yard dash really, really fast. A 1.73 10 yard split for a guard is elite. Elite. And then you've got good other testing numbers as well. And he looked really smooth, really fast. Um, on and all the field work. So John Gaines is a guy, when you talk about the athletic per, uh, portion of it, you talk about the length, you talk about the experience at UCLA. I think John Gaines, uh, whether he be like late day two, day three type of guy for the Jaguars, I'd be watching out for him uh, to be a prospective starter down the road type of guy that the Jaguars really value if they did draft a John Gaines I don't know that he's coming in and replacing Ben Barch in year one but uh, I think he could certainly present long-term value and depth in the meantime Anthony Bradford at of LSU six foot four three hundred thirty two pounds thirty three and a half inch arms again another guard here we're talking about a five oh eight forty which is pretty good very good really For his size, right? 332 pounds running a 508-40, that is booking it. Even more impressive, the 1.74-10 split, which is, again, I've talked about it a lot this week, but I'll I'll just remind you, the 10 split is the first 10 yards of the 40-yard dash. That really, when you're talking about offensive linemen, is going to matter more often than not compared to the 40. You're going to value the 10 split more than the 40 for offensive linemen most of the time. And so for him to run a 1.7, 410 split with, with, uh, being 332 pounds and having that length, that was really impressive for Anthony Bradford, another, you know, mid to late round guy. I think the Jaguars could target and McClendon Curtis. He's a guy who's been, uh, connected to the Jaguars already. Six foot six, 324 pounds, 35 inch arms. Uh, this is just the type of specimen that the Jaguars are looking for, right? And I think he looked pretty good coming out of Chattanooga, you know, teammate of Cole Strange who went in the first round last year. You're not going to see McClendon Curtis going in the first round, but could you see him going late day two, sometime on day three? Definitely. Uh, I think that the Jaguars would be keen on adding a guy with 35-inch arms that weighs in at 324 pounds, you know, to, to kind of fortify that interior of the offensive line. and And, and he wouldn't do that in year one. Right, he's got some work to do uh, to become a true professional, to to refine his technique and. Uh, but you talk about two years from now, what could he be? I think he could be a really, really, really good starting guard in the NFL that presents problems for interior offensive line or for interior defensive linemen for for pocket penetrators with that length, with that size. Teach him up a little bit with Phil Rousher, I think you could have a really good. Um, A really good offensive guard there long-term. Been at it for about 20 minutes here. We can run through a few more guys who I think uh, I wasn't going to talk about, but we've got a little bit of time here. Talk about some more prospects at offensive line. Um, Braden Daniels is interesting to me. He tested out of his mind. He looked incredibly smooth. I think if you're just looking at the testing and you're looking at the smoothness of his game, you'll love it. Uh, he has 33 inch arms played tackle, uh, at Utah, but a lot of folks are projecting him inside to guard with his athleticism. It looks like he could play anywhere on the offensive line, six foot four, 294 pounds, 33 inch arms. The 294 pounds part is the part where you're like, is he going to hold up? Does he have the strength to hold up at the next level? You're going to have to add some, some mass, I think. For Braden Daniels, and he's a redshirt senior, so you're like, How much more mass can we add? These are some different questions that go through your mind. But again, six foot four, 33 inch arms, uh, 4.99 40 yard dash. He was absolutely booking it. 10 yard split, 1.71. Crazy number. Crazy number for an offensive lineman. So again, he will he'll he matches the, the length threshold that you look for for the Jaguars, 33 inches. He's absolutely an unbelievable athlete. He was really, really smooth. Uh, so definitely another interesting one. Earl Bostick out of Kansas. He's a guard prospect. Uh, actually, they have him listed at tackle. To me, he looked more like a guard. He played tight end before switching over to tackle at Kansas. But 6'6", six six, 309, 34 and an eighth arms. Really good uh, in terms of the length there. He had 505, 40-yard dash, very good. 1.74410 10 split, very good. He just looked like a smooth athlete out there, and you shouldn't be surprised. You know, a guy that used to play tight end looks like a good athlete, but um, somebody who I'd be keeping in mind later rounds for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Cody malk the toothless wonder. Love this guy. Just love the aesthetic, right? You know, missing the two front teeth, got the long flowing locks, got the beard at the senior bowl. He had the belly poking out underneath the jersey. It was great. It was fun stuff. But another guy who um, really athletic, really smooth mover, and I think he has five position versatility. That's incredibly rare in the NFL uh, played tackle at North Dakota State, but lacks the length to play tackle at the next level. According to a lot of folks, 32 and three eighths arms. Uh, So you're usually looking for at least 33-inch arms for a starting tackle in this league. But ran well, uh, looked like a good athlete, looked really smooth on the field work, and just a guy I think you want this type of football player on your football team. You want to bet on this type of guy in the mid-rounds, maybe even second round. I'm going to have a second-round grade on him because of that versatility, because of that athleticism he brings to the field, the functional athleticism, the smoothness. A uh, big, big fan of Cody Mock and what he brings to the table. Will the Jaguars be willing to overlook some, the the lack of length with a Cody Mock maybe in the third round um, because of his versatility and athleticism? I'm not sure. Wanye Morris uh, felt so bad for him. He pulled up at the end of his 40. Hopefully he's all right. But size, athleticism, it's all there for Wanye Morris, and he's... Um, Anton Harrison's college team at, at Oklahoma, an offensive tackle. Uh, he played right tackle for the Sooners six foot five, three oh seven, thirty five 35 and one eighth inch arms. You love that big 10 and 10 and a quarter hands, five, one, 40, uh, 1.73, 10 split really good numbers. There a guy who has the athleticism has the length, has some experience for you. If you want to bring him in and develop him, I don't think he's a finished product yet. No one is, but I think he might have a little bit further to go than some of the other offensive tackles in this class, but you want to bring him in and, and get more athleticism, more size, more length on your offensive line. Uh, I think that, that Trent Balky might be interested in doing something like that mid-rounds. Jalen Duncan, um, a, a guy who, another offensive tackle who did participate at the Senior Bowl, has played a lot of football, uh, really, really good feet, but he struggled with his hand usage, struggled with marrying everything up together, getting things in sync and pass protection throughout his career, but an impressive athlete, six foot six, 306, 33 and five eighths arms, uh 5.1 40 yard dash, 31 and a half vert, 1.78 10 split, all pretty good numbers. They weren't, um, you know, I would not have been surprised if he came in and ran better than that and jumped better than that. And you're kind of relying on. The problem with Jalen Duncan here, your evaluation of him is dependent upon his athleticism because he does have so much poor tape, so many missed opportunities on tape. And so when you're relying on the athleticism and the size, and the athleticism and the size is very good but not elite, you have to foil that and figure out where you value this player, this prospect. I think he's going to go in the third round, but we'll see how it all plays out. Juice Scruggs, he's a center prospect out of uh, out of Penn State. I think he could potentially play guard. He's got some some strength to his frame, some mass on his frame. Uh, John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. I think he could potentially play guard, even though he played center um, at Minnesota. He's six three and a half, 301 pounds, thirty two and five eighths inch arms. So a little bit shorter, a little bit smaller than what you're looking for. Not quite the length you're looking for. And he didn't blow away the testing, but you just watch him move on the football field doing functional football activities. Looks damn good. Dominated at the senior bowl. Even though he might not meet some of the requirements that the Jaguars have, he might be a guy they're interested in. I think, you know, Doug Peterson watching that guy, move as a, as a pass protector and get out in space as a run blocker. I think they could be really interested in him, but yeah, that'll do it here. Appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. We've been talking offensive linemen for the Jaguars guys that stood out at the combine. We will go over the running backs as well. Uh, later on today, maybe on Tuesday, We'll get into the running backs. But again, thank you so much for tuning in. Hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. Notification bell so you don't miss a show. Um, If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, leave us a review. Subscribe as well. Really appreciate y'all's support, Duval. Hope you have a great rest of your Monday.